Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello, welcome to The Big Cruise Podcast. This is Baz, your host, and uh, today's show is actually a little bit different. In fact, uh, we're calling it a bonus episode because... um, we haven't got Chris, we haven't got Pete, and we haven't got a cruise review. In fact, today we are catching up with a cruise line executive to find out how their restart of cruising has uh, progressed so far. Um, so the format's a little bit different, but I'd be really keen to hear your thoughts on this style of bonus episode. And if you would like to see more of them, of course, you can get in contact with us in the usual manner via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, and just click on the Join the Show. And of course, we'd love you to leave a review wherever you listen to these podcasts, whether that's uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any of the various different uh, directories. Uh, leave us a review, and uh, that would be greatly appreciated. But without further ado, let's jump into today's bonus episode. podcast is not possible without the help of our good friends at cruisefinder.com.au. They have more than 30,000 different cruises live on their website, many with live availability and pricing, but most importantly, each and every call, chat, and email is answered here in Australia by Australian clear accredited cruise specialists. So when you're looking for your next cruise, please consider the team at cruisefinder.com.au. And in this special edition of the podcast, we've got a very special guest in the form of Brigitte Devries joining us from uh, Genting Cruise Lines. Brigitte, you are the Vice President of Sales and Marketing Australia and New Zealand. It's our pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, thank you very much, Barry. I appreciate the opportunity. It's great to have the um, you know the chance to connect and have a chat. It's um it's obviously very lonely times for everyone right now. So it's nice to speak to you from across the country. <laughs> yeah, you're of course in Sydney. I'm here over in the west. Um, but yes. Genting's got such a, a, a breadth of uh, stretch across the world and various different brands. And obviously, we're talking all things cruise today, and we'll concentrate mainly mainly on the the Dream Cruises and the Crystal Cruise brand, which has gone through incredible growth. Uh, more recently. But let's um, start off with um, Dream Cruises, who are obviously very firmly rooted in Asia. But uh, last year, we did have the opportunity to bring a ship down here to Australia in the form of Explorer Dream. Let's uh, start off telling the listeners a little bit about your your fleet within the Dream Cruises brand. 
Yes. Okay. So, you know, we've got three ships that are currently in the Dream Fleet and we've got two more on the horizon, which is very exciting. Um, So currently we've got Genting Dream and she's based in Singapore, uh, offering a myriad of itineraries through Malaysia and Thailand and the Philippines and World Dream, which was based in Hong Kong. And she uh, did some itineraries through Vietnam and Japan and also the Philippines, but she's now on the move and and we'll be announcing her next deployment very soon. So Ooh, watch exciting. the space for that. Yes. Um, and then, of course, we have Explorer Dream, who, um, as you mentioned just a little bit earlier, had her first deployment to Australia late last year um, into this year. And, and we unfortunately did have a return deployment on the cards, but we had to pull the pin on that due to the COVID situation. So uh, we're, we're a little bit bit bummed about that or miffed about that but um, we hope to, hope to have her back you know hopefully in the next year or two once things become a little bit more clearer as to what the situation is like out there in the world um, but with the global class as I mentioned we've got two or two due for launch um, probably now looking at 22 and 23 and um, they, these ships will house the first of many things guests will see on these incredible state-of-the-art ships such as Roller Coaster. Can you believe that, Barry? Roller Coaster. You and I in the front carriage, I can see us with our hands up in the air. And, um, and of course, uh, we've got some multiplex movie cinemas, so six to eight movie cinemas okay. on both of these ships, um, you know, showcasing the, the latest blockbuster movies with popcorn and everything. Um, and then and even we'll have escalators, um, apparently the first at sea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and facial recognition as well. So when guests are entering in and out of their cabins and lighting, and they, they can, you know, conduct different mood lighting in their cabins. So it's got all these fantastic and innovative features where guests will, you know, will have some fun with. Um, and, of course, you know, incredible venues galore. So there'll be... A lot, uh, a lot for guests to do, um, eat, see, and do, and play, and, and do whatever. But um, yeah, we're we're so excited for these launch of these ships. But unfortunately, they have been pushed back a little bit now. Um, but we will definitely see them, you know, in the next couple of years. And so just, we do have a fair. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was just say, does Explorer class mean that they will be? Sorry, a global class mean that they're going to be elsewhere in the world, or do you think we'll see them uh, mostly concentrated in Asia, or too soon to tell? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I, I have a feeling that these global class may stay in Asia, and then I think we may have a, a few other, you know, Genting Dream and Explorer Dream, for instance, may may traverse other, you know, waters Ooh, across okay. the globe. Yes. So um, there, there, we actually have a fair bit happening on the horizon, and and some very exciting prospects within the company. But, you know, like everyone now, we're just waiting, playing the waiting game for when operations can resume once more. And speaking of operations, obviously, uh, some people may be aware if they listen to the podcast, we have mentioned over the past couple of weeks, you were the first cruise line to recommence cruises up in Asia. You currently have Explorer Dream cruising uh, from Taiwan uh, with only Taiwanese guests. How's that going? Oh, yes. Well, what an achievement for our company, firstly. I think, um, you know, we're so excited to to have a ship back in the water and, and be one of the first to, um, you know, to, to operate again post-COVID. Um, you know, while we're unable to take advantage of this particular deployment in Taiwan, um, it is a, st- a real positive step forward, not only for us yeah. but for the entire industry. Um, you know, an incredible feat really. It's a little bit of history in the making and and while the move may seem gutsy and ballsy, we, we had prepared and planned everything meticulously, you know, to ensure we were 100% ready for operations and we had all preventative measures in place. Um 
So just backtracking a little bit, you know, we've got two, two of our star cruiser ships based in Singapore currently housing foreign workers and mm-hmm. we've provided a, a, a great, you know, nice, safe and healthy environment and accommodation by operating our preventative measures on board these ships now. So, you know, these workers, they go about their day-to-day doings and you know, they're coming and going with their, their jobs and then when they come back on board in the afternoon and evening, you know, they're fed, their cabins are all cleaned, all the venues are all cleaned appropriately and um, so th- those kind of measures that's been like a good training for us in that respect it's a good test for us to ascertain whether or not we were ready to start operations you know properly yeah um so but with this in mind we were quietly confident that you know we were ready for business so with the incredible support that we've received from the taiwan government we're now three weeks into um, into the deployment um and where the where we explore dream is in our home ported in keelung and and just doing some very short island hopping cruises just within the taiwan province there keeping it nice and safe for the locals and you know the feedback so far has been extremely positive we've had um, incredibly optimistic reports from both guests and media and the crew and everyone seemed, everyone's really happy to be back working like our crew are loving it um, and the guests are, are loving the opportunity to be able to travel once more and I think it's a, it's a real great crew for Taiwan as well for their tourism you know they're there as a country they're back in business you know yeah. their shops restaurants the tour companies all operating again and so it's not just that that us that are benefiting from this deployment. It's a whole country where they're operating, you know, pretty normally now. And um, and so we're we're operating daily without implemented COVID measures, and there doesn't seem to be too much disturbance with our guests while we conduct all the extra measures and health and safety protocols on board. Brilliant. Now, um, yeah. speaking of the health and safety protocols, we will list these in the show notes, which our listeners can find at thebigcruisepodcast.com. There's a beautiful mm-hmm. two-page document for Dream Cruises and then oh. separate documents for, for Crystal as well. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, but um, let's just give a, a brief overview. The seven real areas of where you're concentrating here, starting off with obviously embarkation and debarkation, moving on to guest accommodation, public areas, food hygiene, entertainment and recreation, fresh air ventilation, which is an important one, and then of yes. course your, your medical facilities. But just if you can give us like a, maybe one or two points just for each of those, just to kind of give a brief summary, might be a, an yeah, idea. Yeah, no, absolutely. So so with um, embarkation and disembarkation, we're doing mandatory temperature screening and pre-board health declarations. Um, for August upon arrival um, and even we're just doing staggered check-in times for the arrival at the cruise terminal just to minimise overall crowd congestion, you know, just mm-hmm. to ensure there's not too many people there at the time and, and just infrared fever screening systems at, the, at, every, at all the ship gangways as well. And that said too, our crew are being tested every day too. So, you know, we've got real stringent checks across, you know, for our, for our crew, for our passengers as well, um, and just making sure too that everyone's got the right travel documents and everything else. Um, now also with guest accommodation, um, so, you know, we're really honing down now on the cleaning. I mean, they, they were always cleaned at least course, twice yeah. a day anyway, you know, just with a full a full clean and then the turn down service at evening. But um, even more so now there's a constant wiping down of the guest cabins and the, and the corridors, um, even cabins that are vacant during each deployment will also be cleaned thoroughly. Um, you know, the bathrooms, everything, every area, the drains, everything will be cleaned with heavy-duty bathroom cleaner and disinfectants, um, even room service. You know, as soon as the guests are finished with their food, it's, it's taken away, yeah. you know, very, very quickly just to ensure that, um, you know, there's no spoilage and, and cultivation of, of any bacteria anywhere. And, and even with the housekeeping, the bed sheets and linens are prof- professionally cleaned and, 
disinfected at high temperatures, which is something we've always practiced anyway. But, yeah. um, but you know, that the, the drains, just everything. And even if, if in case of sickness, um, you know, any guests uh, on board, you know, thorough cleaning and disinfection, you know, with the hospital, de, you know, grade disinfected would take place. So, um, you know, we're pretty heavy duty with all the cleaning <laughs> in that respect. And, and then when it comes to public areas, you know, everything from the elevators and, you know, spa amenities and handrails, everywhere like all touch points will be cleaned constantly um you know the common public areas will be sanitized you know around two to four times a day and um you know like I said before the handrails lift buttons tabletops door handles everything will be sterilized every hour and and even more so during peak times you know around embarkation and disembarkation and guests returning from shore excursions um and, you know, sanitizer dispensers are available everywhere. But mind you, the, we've had, had sanitizers in and around the ship everywhere, you know, since, since the beginning of time, really. We've always had, you know, our crew, you know, particularly outside each dining venue and, and um, you know, drinking venue with the hand sanitizers too, promoting people to, to just sanitize constantly. So um, Yeah, I was saying this yesterday to somebody that, you know, all of a sudden it's the, the in thing to have hand sanitizers at the door of everywhere you go. But this has been going on for <laughs> decades on cruise ships. Like, it's just the norm. Like Yes. Yeah, and that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So it's, it is nothing new for a lot of us. That's right. And um, and then with the food hygiene, so all our bars and restaurants, and and including the galleys, big you know kitchen galleys, mm-hmm. are cleaned at least and san- you know cleaned and sanitised at least three times a day during and after service. Um, and of course, you know, encouraging guests to wash their hands before entry and exiting. And um, and then the guest seating. So we'll, we'll ensure that there's ample spacing. So all our venues too will be at half half the, the um, percentage of what they should be. Okay. Um, and and even right now when we're cruising in Taiwan, we have to be at least you know sixty five percent seventy percent occupancy. So, yeah. um, you know we can't we can't operate a hundred percent right now, but that which is which is okay. And um, and then I guess there's also, you know, we'll have offered disposable cutlery for those that want it okay. as well. Um, and and then I guess, you know, but there's one thing, the buffet. I mean, you know, who doesn't love to load up their plate at the buffet <laughs> and keep on coming back and forward and, and loading up? But, um, but so now, you know, we, we will just have our crew that will actually just, you know, dish on each um, portion to everyone's plate. Um, yeah. And we've always had those screens, you know, quite close, you know, um, you know, to the food as well. So that the food, our, our food hygiene in the buffet has always been top-notch anyway with all the protective screens and everything as well. So, um, and even like with our procurement as well. So when we're ordering food, um, you know, we'll only be sourcing our items from safe destinations only and from safe, um, you know, providers as well. So, Obviously, highly affected regions, we won't even be going there in sure, terms of yeah. ordering any food. Um, and then with our entertainment and recreation, you know, theatres and, and other entertainment venues will be sanitised before and after each show. And, and if we ever have a 3D show or anything like that, to even the glasses, we, oh, yeah, will, yeah. we will disinfect them before and after usage. You know, and then when it comes to the kids' club as well, you know, the area will be cleaned at least twice a day. Um, and cleaning and disinfection of all toys and games after every use. Yeah. So basically every time we have like a, uh, I guess, like a round of, of kids, you know, that are coming and going, again, it'll just huge big clean sweep in there. Between those kids you know, coming in, yeah. Very, yeah. Very, sorry. Yeah, um, duty-free shops and, and all our other shopping venues will be disinfected around the clock. 
and um, recreational equipment too. So all the equipment, you know, the basketballs and yep. everything like that too. Um, disinfected every two hours before guests get to use them again, and then they're clean and they're safe to use. And um, and again, you know, sanitizers everywhere around those areas. Um, and then you know, when it comes to our shore excursions and using our tour operators. Um, They'll also be limited to using half the capacity and um, and even just the tour guides themselves, you know, training has been implemented based on the guidance from the World Health Organisation too. So, well, again, we'll only be using tour companies that that do abide by, you know, these these COVID measurement mm-hmm. yeah. measures now. And um, I guess if any guest is wanting to, to book something else, that's entirely at their risk, um, but we don't recommend it, of course. And um, and then spa and gym equipment as well, sanitised around the clock and, and after every use. Oh. And um, and even just our crew too. So they'll be des- delegated to certain areas of the ship. They won't be able to move around the ship too much either just to ensure that, you know, they're, they're kept in one, one particular place and they're not roaming around the ship too much. Um, I reckon the, uh, I reckon the best job moving forward might be cleaning the ropes course. <laughs> I think so. Oh, my God, Maz. <laughs> Too. Not if you get stuck going on the zip line, though, <laughs> which happened to us. They threw the yeah. rope. Do you remember that? Yeah. Having to drag us because of the wind. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be a bad gig, but um, but uh, yeah, and then um, and then with our fresh air ventilation. So I mean, look, this is actually something that we implemented back during the SARS period. Um, yeah, yeah. You know where we had you know literally just rejigged all our aircon and, and air filters and everything to ensure that there is a hundred percent fresh air coming in into cabins at all times and back out again. So um, you know, but hundred percent external fresh air is filtered and supplied to every single passenger cabin and every single venue on board, all public areas. So there's always you know clean fresh air circulated throughout the entire ship and. Um, and in a way, that all that air filters and cooling coils, everything, they're checked thoroughly and, and cleaned and replaced as needed as well. Um, and then with um, our medical centre, we'll have isolated wards should there, you know, be any need for that. But, um, you know, all contaminated items and medical waste is properly sealed and disposed of. Face masks and, and protective equipment will be worn at all times by our medical team. So there's just, um, it's just constant, you know, and we have looked at every single aspect of the ship operation, you know, where it comes to F&B and medical and disembarkation, embarkation, everything. So, um, you know, right now these measures have been in place, like I said, in Singapore with those two ships housing the foreign workers, but also now operating um, fully in, in Taiwan. So... Yeah, I think from um, memory, you're one of the first cruise lines to come out with all these these protocols. So it's, uh, it's definitely helped yeah. to, to shape the industry moving forward. Yeah, we were fairly quick quick with that. I think um, you know, we we just had to be vigilant but thinking we had to think quicker here. We do, I mean, who who no one knows when this thing's going to end, but one thing is for sure we wanted to be ready and prepared. Um yeah. and but also make sure that you know we we have, you know, been given you know the tick of approval by, you know, the the health organizations that are out there. I think the um the CIP certificate certification that we have received um, is actually practiced by about 470 plus hospitals worldwide. So, okay. and um, and I think too, I think we're one of the first cruise lines to have this, you know, tick of approval as well. So we um, we're fairly confident that we're we're doing the right thing and and um, ensuring that all aspects of our operation are are in full check and you know everyone's health and safety is um, is yep. adhered to. Yeah, yeah. 
Excellent. And let's have a little think about um, the cruising in general. Get to Dreams, one of your most popular ships. She sails out of Singapore pretty much year-round. Obviously, she's paused right now, but uh, what would be her most popular itinerary for the international market? Oh, look, well, I mean, they're all popular. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, look, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, we have seen Australians really doing, you know, that real sort of um, in-depth look into Asia, you know, going to Malaysia and Thailand. So going to Langkawi, to Penang, to Phuket, to Kuala Lumpur, Mm Um, you know, it's a really great diverse itinerary. It, it does offer the best of island hopping experience within Asia, um, yeah. but it also provides, you know, you know, the guests with a taste of a bit of a city life as well. Um, and another popular one too is Redang Island and Koh Samui in Bangkok. So very similar to you've got the city and versus the island hopping. So it gives, it's a real sort of nice touch of Asia. And I guess if people haven't experienced much of Asia or, you know, they have never been there before or don't know where to go or what to see or what to do, either of those two itineraries are a really great start because it does give them a really good overview of Asia and a really nice taste of Asia too. But um, but uh, um, most recently too, we also started venturing to the Philippines and also to Kota Kinabalu, uh, well, sorry, Kota Kinabalu. Uh, which, you know, grew increasingly popular. These were something a little bit off the beaten track. And yep. um, so, you know, the Aussies, they love to to try and visit, you know, different places. So for them it was, um, you know, becoming quite popular too. But, you know, in general, Aussies really do, you know, they love to cruise with us. They love that we bring the destination to them. I think, you know, the minute you step on board, you do feel part of the destination in Asia there and, you know, they feel like part of a larger family too as well. Our, our crew are always so warm and welcoming and they really love engaging with our guests and nothing's ever too much. You know, our ships are new, they're elegant and they feel just like five-star floating hotels. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all Aussies love Singapore and uh, the fact that you can have a couple of nights, two or three nights in Singapore and then have a nice four, five, six-night cruise out of Singapore makes it a really nice kind of just over a week holiday. Yeah. It does, it does. And we've even got shorter itineraries, two, three nights and two nights. So they're even great as a stopover if you've got people coming back from Europe oh, know, yeah, rather yeah. than rather than popping in a, you know, um, booking in another hotel, whatever, you know, and that actually ends up being more cost effective actually, you know, cruising and you're getting everything included, all your meals, your accommodation, entertainment. So that's always been a, a real a real popular thing to do too, a lot of packages, you know, with um, with the cruise component incorporated into it. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Explorer Dream had recently been down here in Australia and New Zealand. Um, do you hope that uh, we will bring a, a Genting ship, sorry, a Dream ship down here to Australia in sometime in the future? Yeah, look, absolutely. We we do have plans in place to return to Australia and New Zealand. Um, obviously, we're, we'll do so once it is safe and yeah. we're able to once, you know, operations resume here. Um I guess everyone's just waiting on that magic date, aren't they, Barry? Just, you know, we just... when <laughs> is green it, light, it coming? yes. Yeah, exactly. So we, you know, we had such a successful first deployment here and the, the crew fell in love with our passengers and our passengers, you know, fell in love with the Dream Cruiser's way of life on board. It was just relaxed and casual and, you know, just offering the very best of service standards. And, you know, there was just something about the magical atmosphere on board when she was here and... The Aussies and our fellow Kiwi friends were really keen to try something new and different to the cruise market and they were, you know, drawn to our impeccable service, you know, while keeping it all very casual and relaxed on board. And I think that really resonated with our way of life here. And, yeah, yeah it was everyone was just drawn to that. But, um, yeah, definitely we will be back and we cannot wait. We absolutely loved having the ship down here and it was, it was an amazing experience. And, you know, like I said before, our crew just loved every minute. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> and, of course, we can't talk about Dream Cruises without talking about the Palace. Um, we did speak about this with uh, a guest review a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, it's a ship within a ship complex, but tell us your favourite bits about the Palace. 
Oh, the palace, Baz, I tell you. Once you're there, you can never leave. I think there's, you know, once you once you enter in that particular beautiful area, there's nowhere else you need to be or nowhere else you need to go. It's a very, very special place. And, yes, it is our suite complex, so it houses all our suites and our suite guests. And, um, look, you know, those that are booked here, they're treated to a fully inclusive experience everywhere, everything from check-in at the cruise terminal where your butler is waiting for you. They'll just whisk you away to your cabin with your luggage in tow. And, and so all your meals are included, including all the, the specialty restaurants as well. They're all part of the, all part of the parcel and, um, you know, entertainment. So even just for our shows and everything too, we've got reserved seating for the palace guests, um, even shore excursions, you know, the top beverage package, there's Wi-Fi, um, and even just not to mention just luxuriating in the palace itself with its own exclusive bar, restaurant and pool area. And, um, and of course, with your own private butler too, who's at, who's at your beck and call 24-7. So they're, they're there too. You know, they can arrange your shore excursions, your, your spa treatment, you know, any, any arrangements on board. They'll even iron your shirt immaculately. So if you ever need your shirts ironed, I recommend everyone <laughs> brings all their laundry with them and gets all their things. <laughs> Take an extra bag and lots of coat hangers. Have all your items laundered and, um, and have the, your clothing ironed and that's the best iron shirt you'll ever get. Um, just the suites too, like, you know, we've got our leading suite, you know, our palace suite right up to our, our beautiful villas, you know, where they house up to, you know, four to six guests and, you know, there's three bedrooms and a huge big living area and a, and a jacuzzi pool on the balcony and everything. So it's, um, you know, there is something for everyone, but I do believe that, you know, every person should treat themselves to one of these experiences, you know, in their life. They're, um, I think, you know, when you're crunching the numbers and you're looking at a difference between uh, you know our top balcony cabin to the leading suite yeah it's not, you, it's not that different is it no and that's the thing and if you if you bought if you purchase the top beverage package and added it to your balcony it's it's almost the upgraded price to the palace and then you're getting everything included so yeah. um for me it's a bit of a no-brainer and i just think it's it's lovely i think you know once you've gone to the palace you can't go back and you know that was that's really <laughs> sort of become apparent when we had the ship here in australia but also all the aussies that have cruised with us in in um singapore and hong kong they just keep on returning they just absolutely love it absolutely love it <laughs> now going from one luxury product to another obviously the the other brand within your portfolio is of course crystal which it's in that ultra luxury space they've uh I guess three years ago, they were a fleet of just two, and now all of a sudden they've got a fleet of riverboats, they've got an intimate yacht, and they've got an expedition ship uh, also on the horizon. Obviously, uh, we've spoken podcasts previously that uh, Crystal have extended their pause right through to uh, the, the end of 2020, and that's probably given that a big percentage of their source market is currently probably in the worst of COVID, being the US and the, the UK. Um, but obviously, things will improve and we will get back. Um, now, with Crystal, they've got specific... Um, health protocols for the riverboats, different for the yacht and also uh, for the ocean-going vessels. But there is an overarching theme. Do you just want to cover off uh, some of the, 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 the bigger picture with uh, Crystal? Like you said earlier, we just um, we had to pause operations for the remainder of the year and, you know, they, they did make the call pretty early and, you know, they, they just decided to, to cease operations because they just could see there was no light at the end of the tunnel right now, you know, yeah. across the globe with the COVID situation. And, and right now what we want to do is just start focusing on future deployments and forward business, you know, coming into yeah, yeah. like 21, 22 and 23. Um, so it's and I, and, and, you know, they've worked very, very stringently now on implementing their own measures in place. You know, what, what they've done, they've, they've done a bit of almost like a copy and paste with our measures that we've done for Dream into theirs. Um yeah. I think moving forward, it's a very positive. There's, you know, that the the company's got a lot of positive things happening in the future. 
you know, we've got quite a lot of business back on the book now, you know, for, for late 21 and into 22, particularly for River. So we can see that there's um, yep. some, you know, positive movement there. And and even for Ocean too, uh, we're fairly excited to have both Serenity and Symphony touching Australia and New Zealand shores next year too late. So that's something that we will focus on as well, um, bringing, you know, some close to home sailings here where, where people feel confident and comfortable in, in travelling right now. Yeah, I guess the thing with Crystal is it's probably a lot easier to do the whole social distancing because you were in that when you're in that ultra luxury space, there are far fewer guests. There's a much higher space ratio. There's a much higher crew ratio. So it just makes things that little bit easier to to adapt, I guess. Yes, yeah, so all, all the measures that they put in place have covered all aspects of the ship operations. You know, across the all, all four experiences: the ocean, river, yacht, and expedition. And I guess you know one great thing about the Crystal brand is that across their entire fleet, their ship sizes are just that little bit larger than the competitors. However, their guest numbers are much less. Um, and I guess this is something that Crystal has always operated with, but now more than ever it becomes quite an important feature, you know, having that more space to guest, more space to guest mm-hmm. ratio. Um, so yeah. I think it, it's peace of mind when, you know, you've got consumers looking at what's available out there right now in, in the luxury space and um, this is one particular important feature yeah. that may resonate, you know, with those wanting to book into the not-too-distant future. They can feel safe and secure that, um, you know, that, that they'll be safe on board yeah 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 those popular those itineraries touching on australia towards the end of next year will certainly be very very popular but let's not forget the uh the crystal endeavor she's the the, the new baby that's uh, currently being constructed i think the last time i checked she was due to launch in may 2021 but i don't know if that's changed due to shipyard restrictions yes look there has been a bit of a change in that launch date now unfortunately um operations have been hugely affected by covid with border closures and and getting parts you know, to, to the shipyards yeah, themselves yeah. and even the workers, they've had to be, you know, many have been stood down or they're just not able to work because of the, um, the space restrictions and so forth. And um, yeah. so we're waiting to hear as to when she'll be launched. But, um, you know, we're, the unfortunate thing is we were actually going to see her in our, in our orders later this year. She was coming to Australia and coming to New Zealand and offering some beautiful itineraries. Um, but that's not to be now, unfortunately. <laughs> so we right, would have okay. really loved to have seen her. But, um, you know, once in operation, like, the, you know, it's the whole idea of this expedition is to take guests to remote places, you know, to go to places yeah. that have never been untouched before. And, you know, people might actually notice that we actually don't have any timings. Okay when we're in port or anything because who knows what's going to happen, you know, in terms of wildlife that we may see wherever we have to be yeah. or, you know, if the weather's fantastic, will we hang around a little bit more and take advantage of, you know, some beautiful waters or whatever. So um, in that respect, it's kind of like a bit of an adventure in that way. It's not too regimented, yeah. um, you know, while we will keep still keep to a very strict schedule in that respect. But if there's something great, you know, if there is an opportunity that cannot be missed or there's still something incredibly happening, then we will hang around and, and, and keep watching, so to speak. But, um, you know, the, the you know the, this ship will be touching all corners of the globe, you know, everything from the polar regions of Antarctica to the Arctic, you know, to Alaska and Norway, and then also, you know, beautiful, warm and tropical exotic destinations to Buenos Aires and Rio de Janeiro, etc. So 
she'll be here, there and everywhere. And we cannot wait <laughs> to have this this thing launched because um, it, it will it will take expedition cruising to a new level. You should I've seen renderings of even, you know, the mudroom. <laughs> it's it's gorgeous. It's very glamorous. <laughs> just where just where you're taking off your boots and your dirty jackets and everything. It's um yeah, all beautiful, be- real beautiful touches. It will be um something quite like no other. Yeah, I really like the fact normally when people launch an expedition ship they concentrate purely on the, the poles, Antarctica and or the Arctic. But as you say, she's touching pretty much everywhere. She's going to some incredible destinations and uh, yes. really uh, sharing the crystal of all over the world. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we we wanted to provide, you know, amazing, um, I guess, you know, opportunities, experiences as a destination, but all whilst, you know, under that beautiful luxury feel. And um, I guess the good thing about Crystal too is, you know, like it is high-end high luxury, but, you know, the service on board is just so warm yeah, and friendly yeah. and welcoming. It's not stuffy and, at all. And that yeah. really, you know, and that's what brings, I mean, Crystal, we're, we've got such a high return, you know, repeat clientele too because people just keep on coming back and then we end up converting others that haven't. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're really proud of that fact and it does, it speaks volumes for the brand and, and the experience that we provide for guests. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a couple of quick fire questions, give you a couple of options. You just tell me whatever comes to the top of mind. Um, first of all, <laughs> okay. uh, you're on a dream cruise. Would you rather sail from Singapore or from Hong Kong? Oh, Singapore. I just love that city. I'm busting to get oh, back, me guys. Too. I'm just I'm busting to get back. Oh, God, I miss it. <laughs> if you could choose a crystal yacht cruise on the beautiful Esprit or River, which would be your choice? Uh, I would go yacht. I'd be on Esprit in a heartbeat. <laughs> which takes me to the next question, actually. It was, it was further down, but I'm going to bring it to the top. Would that be in the Seychelles okay. or Croatia? Oh, I love, I love it. I would love to say shells. Um, I think that that's one particular place I've always wanted to go to. Um, but the great thing about when Crystal go to the Seychelles is they launch all their water sport activities <laughs> in, um, in, in, you know, in the Mediterranean. It's a little bit yeah. hard sometimes, but Seychelles it provides the opportunity because I love to paddleboard and I love to snorkel. I love to do all of that, and um, you know, to have the opportunity just to jump off the back of a yacht and. You know, get get on a paddleboard or just snorkel for the afternoon. That like, nothing would be oh, that. Book me I'm, in. I'm coming with you. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Sunrise <laughs> or sunset? Oh, sunset. And Zook nightclub or Crystal Spa? Oh, I do love to boogie, and I do love a spa. Um, can I choose no, both? No, no, you can choose one. <laughs> okay, I'll go to okay. spa. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if you could cruise anywhere in the world on any product tomorrow, where would it be and on what? Uh, I will see you on board the Crystal Esprit in the station. Oh, easy. Okay, I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Brigitte, it's been our absolute pleasure to have you on this podcast. Thank you very, very much for your time. And when we can cruise again, uh, let's get you back on and talk about wherever your first cruise is. Oh, it sounds amazing. And thank you again for the opportunity today. I, I always love the opportunity to, to chat and connect with you and all your listeners. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a nice, nice time now just to have the, have these conversations. But um, everyone just stay safe and healthy out there and hope to see you all back on the high seas very soon. Thanks again for having me. When you're packing for your next cruise, maybe consider a new pair of handmade sandals to go. Uh, Evolcus are handmade in Spain and sold with love here in Australia by sandalsandsunsets.com.au. You'll find all the details in the show notes below. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Until next time. 
Bon voyage. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.